0: It's a way to keep yourself on track, but I will tell you as someone who's always like, I always want you guys to be big, beautiful, wonderful humans who are out there doing incredible things. You will be so blown away by how deep you are, by how caring you are, by how loving you are, and how big your dreams are. If you take the time to get connected to these goals that might at first feel superficial, they're probably not and i got to tell you when you have that that wind at your back you're going to make it happen My name is Samantha
1: Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your host, Samantha Riley. And today we're going to start talking about getting ready for next year. The year is heading, no, it's not heading anywhere. It's flying towards us at a rate of knots. So it's time to start planning if you haven't already. And today I have invited Sarah Walton to join us so that we can talk about how you can make the most of getting ready for next year so that we can make it a success. So welcome to the show, Sarah. It's great to have you here.
0: Oh, thank you so much, Samantha. I'm so happy to be here with you
1: when i saw your submission come through i was like you know this is perfect timing which you obviously know that's why you <laughs> sent it through <laughs> because you help coaches and entrepreneurs to scale their business and really get this plan in as smaller i guess a small bite-sized piece right have i got that right yeah
0: yeah absolutely mm-hmm.
1: yeah because i often see people really struggling with planning they either plan yeah Over plan way too much, or don't even know what to include in their plan.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, what I'd love to know before we even dive into this topic is how did you arrive here and how did you come up with this system that you use?
0: Oh, gosh. Well, how long do we have? It's one of those stories. Uh But, you know, it really was, you know, my whole life. I was raised incredibly poor. I was raised by a single mom. And, you know, sometimes I think life gives us the ability or the opportunity to see how not to do things,
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: you know, and I just sort of, I watched the way my mother handled money or how things, life just sort of seemed to happen to her. Mm. And I remember, and that's not to say bad things about my mom, my mom's awesome, but like to look at like how life occurred to her and how I could see it didn't have to go that way. And so I got sort of curious, to be honest, about why is it that two people can attempt something? and one person's successful at it and one person isn't. Hmm. And my poor friends, they will attest to this. I'll be like, every once in a while, I'm like, can we have a conversation? They're like, oh boy. They're like, just don't record me. I'm like, okay, I won't. <laughs> but so for example, I have uh, one of my girlfriends here. There's a whole bunch of us who love to go to the gym. We love to be super healthy, even though I have a cold right now and I sound horrible. I promise I'm normally pretty healthy. <laughs> she lost like 35 pounds, maybe four years ago. Mm-hmm. And the rest of us lost that initially with her too. (laughs) I've gained back like 10. Everyone else has gained back almost everything, right? And I sat down with her probably a month ago. Like I literally, when I say I do this with people, I do, I said, I said, how do you think you've shifted how you approach every single day in order to make a life change that actually stuck? Mm -hmm. Because the rest of us got the same information. The rest of us had the same ambition. You succeeded and stayed in the success. Mm-hmm. How did you do that? Like, what was right And I'm always doing that with people. Like my ex-husband used to always joke around. He's like, I can't take you anywhere. He's like, I'm over here talking about where people went to school in their past life. You're like, so tell me, what do you do that has you be? And he's like, you're in this 45-minute conversation. <laughs> like, but why are you successful at that? And what happened here? What do you do every day? And what do you eat for breakfast? And how does that work? And what happens when someone says this? And it really is the way I do things. I really love to understand what has human beings succeed?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I almost hate the word success. I really do, because it's been so white mailed, is what I want to say, right? It's turned absolutely hustle, bearing your chest kind of thing. And it's uh-huh. I don't think that's what it is. I think it's whatever makes one human being really happy. Mm-hmm. And that can be a quiet fulfillment, right? That doesn't have to be an Instagram showcase or, you know, you pounding your chest. It can really be about what really matters to you. And you know, this one of the single joys of my life is is helping people do that and helping them do that. For me specifically, my motto was that I put more money in the hands of more women. Now, I don't specifically do that myself and do a lot of cash, obviously, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the idea that I teach people how to do that and what habits you need to create in order to do that and why is one woman successful at it and someone isn't, mm. you know, and the next one isn't. And so that's that's why I said it was a, I have a long answer to your short question is because there's so much that goes into this. But I think at the end of the day, what I've really come to understand and where I really work with people is that idea is going to sound a little woo woo. So hang on, hang on with me here, but that the only thing we have control over is this moment. Mm-hmm. There's nothing else you have control over, right? Absolutely. So in like... this moment, you can be intimidated that you need to write your next email or create something new for a nurture sequence or do a live video or get on a sales call. You can be nervous or upset about that and tackle it in this moment, or you can be nervous, or upset about that and get up and go watch Netflix in this mm-hmm, moment. Mm-hmm, right? And mm-hmm. this is the only moment that matters. And it can sound cliche and I get really upset when people are like, the present moment is everything. It's like, oh dude, don't water this down, man. Yeah, totally. Like this is so profound. Like totally. you don't have control over five minutes from now Yeah, and you don't have control over five minutes ago. You have control over right now, right? So people listening to this podcast are actively choosing to do something that's going to move them forward. That's everything. What else can you do in a moment but choose to do things that will move you forward? Mm. I think if we really start to understand that and harness that power, you are just, just unstoppable. We're absolutely unstoppable, but people just let that slip, mm. right? Because it feels like if you get up and go watch Netflix, it's no big deal. Yeah. Whatever, I'll do tomorrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. over time, you're now six months behind. You're now a year and a half behind, right? And all of a sudden you watch somebody who launched after you and they're 10 times ahead of you and you're like, what happened? Yeah. You got up and watched Netflix. Yeah. And it's like, and I don't say that to make people feel bad, but it's understanding that's the power.
1: Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I agree with you. It's not about the hustle, but at the same time, success is only going to come from doing something. There has to be an action. There has to be, you know, some sort of forward movement. What I'd love to know is... What do you see the difference between people that are moving forward and don't have a plan? Because here's the thing, right? You and I, I know, even though we haven't spoken about this, I know we both know people that will get up in the morning, work all day, they get to the end of the day exhausted, they haven't gone and watched Netflix. They've been busy, 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 and still actually haven't got anything done. Mm
0: love yes
1: so what is the difference between you know just being busy and doing anything and what do you see the difference of the people that do the right next thing
0: oh gosh well samantha way to bring it man that is like the best question ever (laughs) yeah i mean really that was like and here's the important part right (laughs) (laughs) so there's in the moment right so harnessing the power of the present moment one of the things that a lot of a lot of the women I work with, they get scared to do is look at the data. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't want to know. That's boring. No, that's uh, where all the gold is. That's where all the gold is, right?
1: I wonder if they really think it's boring, though, or if they're just confused and afraid of it.
0: Bingo. That's usually mm. the thing. Mm-hmm. So what I say to most people, look, we are also freaking capable. I mean, can we just talk about how awesome uh-huh. women are for a second? Uh-huh. Like, are you kidding me? 100%. Like, have you watched a woman who's like, Got to fall. Yeah. Can you get the chicken out for dinner? No. Did you guys move that over there? Yeah. I don't, no, no. Do that at four o'clock, right? Uh-huh. Meanwhile, she's typing an email and sending it out, right? Like, come on. We're freaking amazing. There's nothing we can't do. And what I always say about data is it's fourth grade math. <laughs> I mean, there's no proprietary information here. There's nothing to be afraid of. But I think what can happen, especially in business planning, is we have not yet done the important work of separating ourselves from the business. So in the moment, right, when you want to go watch Netflix or you want to do crazy busy work, which is usually dopamine seeking, Uh
1: I'll talk about that more
0: in just a second, Uh because we are so dopamine deprived in so many ways. But so the question in that moment to ask is, what does the business need me to do Uh right now? Uh Not what do you want to do? Not what did you do yesterday? What does the business need you to do right now? And usually what that is, is look at the data. So if you send out an email yesterday, do you know what the open rate was? Do you know what the click-through rate was? Try to ignore the unsubscribes. I know it's very scary, but with the unsubscribes, be happy they unsubscribe because now you don't pay for them and they weren't going to buy anything from you anyway. So it's okay. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What matters is, let's look at the success metrics. Did that subject line work? Did the header work? Did people click? Do you need to move the link up? Those kinds of, that's what the business needs you to do. And what that will do is inform what the right work is, mm-hmm. right? So you were just saying people are so busy, so busy, so busy. So what can happen a lot of times is let's say you send out the email. I'm just using this as an example. Say you put out an offer and you look at those links and maybe you're studying those people and who are they? Or maybe, oh God, it's my friend from sixth grade or whatever it is you're looking at, right? <laughs> That's not what the business needs you to be doing. Yeah. The business needs you to step back and have you recognize you didn't make that offer. The business made that offer. Oh. And the business needs you to watch that offer and understand when people are understanding what that offer is and where they're seeing the value for themselves and where they're not. That's not personal. Mm-hmm. So I say to people sometimes, what you want to do is pretend like you're working for IBM or Facebook or some, you know, nameless conglomerate somewhere. And the head of sales comes in and says, listen, our revenue down over here. We need you something here. You go, okay. And you guys go figure out a new marketing a new marketing campaign or a new way to communicate. It's not personal, Mm
1: -hmm. right? You
0: have fun doing it. You explore, you bounce ideas. That's what we need to be doing for ourselves. And understanding that alone can sometimes start to sort of build your own trajectory. And the other thing it does for everybody who cringes at the idea of planning or having goals, those (laughs) kinds of things, I know there are people out there like, don't fence me in, right? Yeah. Is that practice? What does the business need me to do today? What does the business need me to study? What does the business need me to hone in on? What does the business need me to get better at? When you're doing that work, what you're doing is you're fine-tuning your instincts as a business owner. Mm -hmm. And that is a skill, like not only can no one take away from you, it serves you over and over and over again. And there are some people who can build a business off of instinct like that because they've honed their ability to see where the business isn't doing as well as it could be doing Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. that that's not personal. Mm. So that keeps people from doing the dopamine seeking, which you were talking about. They're quote unquote busy. They're not doing anything, right? Because the business isn't moving forward. Mm. And so what happens is they get in a cycle. So funny, I was just talking to somebody in my sales mastermind about this. She's like, what is wrong with me? She's like, I open my email, then I go to Instagram, then I go to Facebook, then I go to LinkedIn, then I open my email. I'm like, you're dopamine seeking. Uh Totally, she's got littles, Uh right? I'm like, you are drained beyond belief. You're like something. There is zero dopamine there with littles. Exactly. There's like, (laughs) dude, you are so brain dead. It's not your fault. Uh Like you are, the output is so high. We want to acknowledge that and take care of it. Totally. And you need the dopamine, like you need it. You are seeking it. And there's, there's these really quick hits out there for you. It makes total sense. That's why so many moms, by the way, are addicted to like the candy crushes of the world and that sort of thing is it's, we need the dopamine and and all these companies are like, here you go. Mm. And we just consume it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so what we want to do in those moments is go, oh, I'm dopamine seeking. No judgment. Of course you are. You're a human. We need it. Yep. You go, oh, okay. So what are some quit hit tasks? that the business needs me to do right now that I can get dopamine from. Mm. And usually it's very fast stuff, right? So update one thing on your website. Change something where you're talking about yourself to talking about the customer. Fast things. You have something for sale, do a quick story on the fact that you have something for sale. Mm. People don't do that. It makes me, I'm like, how, what? They're like, I do all these posts. I'm like, have you ever invited anyone to work with you? Absolutely. Oh. Oh, Right. Do they know you have something? Or- uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, oh my, like, go tell them. Uh-huh. You know, and that produces dopamine as well. But it's dopamine that moves the business forward and it's intentional. And so, you know, this is no one's fault. And I want to be really clear if somebody heard, oh my God, I do that. Of course you did. Yeah. Like, please, there's no room for like self-flogging or mm-hmm, being mm-hmm. upset. And I watch women do that to themselves a lot. Please, please, please. This is not the space for that. Of course you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that makes so much sense. Because human. Yeah, human. And we're <laughs> drained. Did you hear what I said about the chicken and the four o'clock and the right? You're uh-huh. doing so much that you want to be giving to yourself of that dopamine hmm. and do it in a way that later on you're like, ah, oh, that was amazing that I did that. Instead of, oh my God, I don't even know what happened today. Mm. And sort of connecting that outcome, right, to your present action can make all the difference Mm. because we don't like pain and we love pleasure. So if you can start to link that dopamine seeking, the quick hit dopamine seeking that doesn't serve you, if you can start to link that to pain of like, I'm going to be really mad at, you know, come six o'clock today when I haven't done anything. Yeah. Oh, I'm not doing that anymore. Yeah. And then you chase the pleasure of, oh my God, I'm going to feel like a million bucks. I did everything Mm. I could to do revenue producing tasks today. Yeah. That's what we want to start to do. And so that's sort of in the real world, in a real answer, in a tangible, like, I want you listeners to run tomorrow, like today, use this, right? Is that's the moment. It's in that present moment when you're like, oh my God, I'm doing silly work. Oh, I must need dopamine. What can I do to produce revenue? Mm, Starting mm -hmm. to create that. Oh my God. It just, it's a game changer if you can start to make that a habit.
1: Yeah. So I talked earlier about the people that are like, you know, busy, 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 busy. Mm -mm. And, but they may not have sort of put two and two together yet on Mm -hmm. what are the tasks that we need to be doing to move our business forward Mm -hmm. and we don't necessarily need to be doing this right now because i think that there's a i guess a disconnect because you know the youtube coaches are saying you have to sit you know do all of these 15 minute three times a day youtube videos and You know, the Instagram coaches are saying you need to do three reels a day and, Mm -mm. you know, 20 stories. And whilst they're right, because they are correct, it's not necessarily the context that people are understanding. Mm. So, how can we start to get clear on what are the things that we need to begin working on?
0: Oh, my God. I love that. Oh, God. Samantha, we need to have a lot of coffees because your questions are amazing. So, they are correct for the goals they set out to achieve mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the missing piece. I love that you said the word context. It's everything. Mm-hmm. Why? Why? What's the end game? Now, so many people say, yeah, but you know, if you can get I'll make something up a hundred thousand followers, you should be making X, y, z. well, how do you know that? It depends on what you're selling. Are you an affiliate? Are you direct sales? What's the pricing on your offer? like, I just, I hate those because how do you know? You can't know that about other people. If, you know, one of my best friends is a YouTube influencer and she makes gobs and gobs of money and she's wonderful, right? And she does this, mm-hmm, but she has a very specific business model that's totally different from, I think, every single one of my clients, everything I would do. So for her to come over and say, oh, here's what you have to do, that wouldn't work for the rest of us because
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's a
0: different business model. We're not doing the same thing. Yeah, And what worked for her worked for her, and that's fantastic as well it should. And she should share that to other people who want to become affiliate influencers, but only to those people. Yeah, And that is the context that you're pointing to that I think is missing, and it's so chasmic.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. So what I like to say to people about this idea of, especially I know what you're saying, social media growth, social media following. Yeah. We need to understand what interaction we're getting, what those percentages should be, How many comments should we be getting? You know, how many hearts should we be getting and knowing what those numbers are? Mm -hmm. That's great because you can have really, you know, 6 million followers and nobody cares when you post, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have clients like that all the time. Everybody does, right? It's like, okay, because that's who cares. Mm -hmm. So what I love to have people do is say, what's your financial goal for the year? I'm going to give you guys this. Grab a pen. I'm dead serious. It works. What's your financial goal for the year? How much do you need to sell to get there? What can you sell to get there? Mm Mm-hmm how many human beings do you need to buy from you this year? Mm-hmm. And if you actually back in and do that math for most people, it's 50 to hundred human beings and you're done. Yeah. That's a thousand people on Instagram, right? I mean, it's like, guys, you need to know what's going to work for your business to make you the money you want. And then you can decide if you want to spend your entire day doing three 15-minute videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's going to be worth it to you. Do you know if that's going to be worth it to you? And why? Mm. Are you just getting people who are in their underwear in their basements liking stuff and subscribing to things? Or are you moving towards the 100 people you need to work with this year to hit your financial goal? Mm -hmm. Those are two very, very, very different goals and very different motivations for deciding which of these tactics or pieces of advice you're going to implement into your business. Because mm. if you don't know why, you're just going to feel like an idiot. Yeah. And I hate to say it that straight, but oh my God, how many people are out there feeling terrible about themselves? Yeah. Because Joe Schmo said they should be doing X, Y, Z, because Joe Schmo is a bazillionaire. First of all, you have no idea if he actually is. Like, yeah. we got to stop that nonsense. And two, you need to know how many people you need to work with this year to hit your financial goal. If you know that, all of a sudden your shoulders drop. You can like nod your head and be like oh sweet here's what we're doing and Mm -hmm. you can go out and and make that happen for yourself
1: i love this so much for so many different reasons in that you and i are definite proponents of reverse engineering once you know where you're heading and you start to work backwards all of a sudden it paints a picture that is very clear the problem that we i see i almost said we but i'm sure the problem that we both see is that people say, oh, you know, I want to earn, let's just say, I want to earn a million dollars this year. Cool. What's your, you know, how are you going to do that? Or what's your offer? You know, because you have to start with, well, to get that, you need to be able to sell something, you know, and then it's like, well, I've got this, you know, $11.97 thing. And You know, I've done two posts this month, you know, asking for people to, you know, reach out or, you know, purchase this thing. And you're like, it's just not going to happen. Like we really have to be very clear. This is what I want. And like you said, there's, you know, I don't know how many billion people in the world. I really need to look this up because I say this so often.
0: I think there's seven. I think we're at seven. Seven
1: billion people. There we go. There's seven billion people in the world to have a million-dollar business, you need less than 50 people at $2,000 a month. That is it. And when you start to break those numbers down and go, wow, only 50 people. Okay, right, $2,000.
0: What- that I can do. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: totally doable. Mm-hmm. And then you can start to work out, well, to make that many sales, how many people do I need to you know, speak to? What's my conversion rate on my sales calls? How many people you know, need to put their hand up or raise their hand to get onto those sales calls. And all of a sudden the picture becomes very clear. Mm -hmm. And once you've got those numbers, and I'm repeating back what I'm hearing you say, once you've got those numbers, it's very easy to then say, oh, so that second Instagram post today probably doesn't matter because I already know that if I send out an email, that three people will raise their hands.
0: That's right. Bingo. That's all you need. Yeah, and it really is, and then that goes back to what we said initially, right? What does the business need us to do? Mm. The business needs you to send out the freaking email, mm-hmm. not dance and point your fingers in the air on Instagram, <gasps> right? I mean, that's, can we talk about that for oh, I don't know what do that's Do you know how much I hate? I can't. I,
1: oh, this is so funny. I've never publicly said this, but behind the scenes, there's a couple of friends who we're just like, I will never no. point at a screen on Instagram.
0: Please don't, you guys.
1: And if I ever do, please, please someone reach out and do an intervention
0: because <laughs> no. You guys don't let anybody make you do that stuff. Every time I see a middle-aged woman pointing at things in the air, I just want to cry. It's like, Because what that says to me, I'm just going to go big for a second here and say what that says to me, that goes back to women not trusting their intuition. Yes, You do not have to point at things in the air to have a successful business. I'm so sorry somebody told you that. What you need is to know your numbers Mm. and you need to know what people need to hear to understand what you offer. Mm. The end, like literally the end, everything else you can figure out. And it's just been bastardized and complicated and watered down in other ways. It's just Mm -hmm. weird. And you guys, you do not have to do things like that to be successful. And in fact, the more straightforward and yourself that you are, the more successful you're going to be. And I would doubt that you run around your house pointing in in the air at (laughs) objects that aren't there. Yeah. So don't do that in front of other people. Just my two cents. Love y'all.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think it needs to be said. I really do. Which is why we said it. (laughs) Which is why we said it.
0: You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> I said it, you guys. Blame Sarah Walton, not blame Samantha. Okay.
1: No, oh, no. I was, oh. I was, I was in on that one. The people that are pointing in the air, or the people that are teaching you to do that, are the people that are selling the Instagram. That's right. Courses
0: mm-hmm.
1: by pointing in the air, like really. Let's. That's right. Let's. um You know. Oh, let's that, talk that's about that simple. honestly, right? Yeah. Exactly. Anyways. What are the key components of a business plan? Mm. You know, we're talking about, you know, reverse engineering from that sale and working backwards, but we're not born into this world just knowing what we need to look at, you know? Mm. And that doesn't mean that we're not smart. Like the people that I work with are true experts in what they do and have this amazing knowledge but it's in their deliverable. It's not necessarily in business and I think that people need to understand that being good in business is a complete different skill set to being good at your at your deliverable or your expertise. So what are some of those key components that people can start to look at and start to break this down?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think I'm going to say something. Hang on with me, okay? It's a lot of it and this is why I say it's been bastardized and twisted and confused it really is basic common sense. And here's what I mean by that. When you were little, I don't know about you. I was always an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I made like hair scrunchies for people that I sewed. And I, I did lemonade stands. I do bake sales. Like you name it, I freaking did it. And you need to at least, because you are absolutely right. Like one of my clients does these amazing quilts for people out of their kids, soccer jerseys and like all, it's so oh, wow. amazing. Right. And she's like, yeah, I don't know how to run this business. But I'm like, well, let's talk about how much your supplies cost. Let's talk about how long it takes you. Let's talk about your financial goals. And we need to kind of back into this, just like we've been saying, Samantha, we got to reverse engineer back into this. And some of that really is common sense. And it gets all tangled and confused because there's so much pressure on it. Mm -hmm. So let's just take that pressure off for a second. What you need to have in your business plan, right, is we've already said it is how much you want to make in a year. Right, and I love the million. I don't know where these numbers come from. I'm on a six-figure year. I'm like, why? What I don't. What does that mean to you? Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Like, why? Right. So understanding that. So where do you really want to be? Okay. How much do you want to pay yourself? Right. So that's the difference people see. Is like, I want my business to make X. I'm like, that's great. Except you're empl- You're paying your employees X plus fifty. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's not going to work, right? So let's actually look at how much do you want the business to make. How much do you want to make as the owner? Mm -hmm. How much does it cost for you to produce what you're selling? Okay. And then looking at that, going in backwards and go, okay, so here's the profit. Awesome. That's the profit. But how much do you want to pay your employees? Ah, that's going to eat into that. Okay. It's literal, but I I mean, I'm saying this, you guys, because if you've run a household budget, if you went past, you know, 10 years, being a 10 year old in understanding math, right, in grade school or elementary schools. You're good to go. Mm -hmm. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Okay. Yes. Now, if yeah, I mean, it's crazy. You guys, it's not that hard. Mm -hmm. It's really not. And you know, we didn't really talk about my corporate background, but I was a senior executive, and I was always the only woman in the room. Like, what's that about? Except for the head of HR, I was like, "What?" You guys, I remember sitting there going, "This is not proprietary information." Like, I remember literally thinking that, and that's one of the reasons I teach this. Because I don't want anyone running around going, well, I can't be in those big executive rooms. Yeah, you can. Yeah. First of all, can we talk about Elon Musk and Twitter for a hot second? There are really poor people who do not know how to run businesses. Like, don't be fooled by the white man thing, okay? Yeah. So, hem, hem, hem.
1: (laughs) 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 I feel like we could go down many rabbit holes today.
0: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I know. I'm sorry. I'm hitting all the hot buttons. But basically, you guys, just do the math. There have been so many times I've sat down with really, really smart people. And they're like, well, I think I want to sell it for $97. I'm like, that's awesome. What does it take you to create it? $400. I'm like, okay, so that's not a business model. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's not to make anybody feel bad. We get emotional. We get super excited. And then we get scared. No one's going to buy it. So then we undersell it or we undercharge for it. And this is just math. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's really just math. And the thing that so many people leave out is what they want to get paid. And that's why I say that's number two, okay? And if you guys have, if you want to really look at these numbers, I have a great book recommendation. It's called Profit First Mm -hmm. by Mike McAllowitz. Have you read it, Samantha? Because you're nodding your head.
1: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so
0: great, right? So great, so easy. Makes it like no-brainer. He's got tables in there about how much you should pay yourself based on how much the business is making. And you guys are going to go, Sarah Walton was right. This is like 10 year old math. Mm. This is not a big deal. Mm-hmm. This is nothing that you haven't done before. This is nothing to be afraid of. It's about in the moment taking the time to sit down and do the numbers.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: And that's a business plan.
1: Absolutely. I've been in business for almost 30 years now. And going back, you know, very early in my business career, me and my business partner at that time, I was sort of more the front end of the business, the marketing, you know, the people, the customers. Mm-hmm. And he was sort of, he was the back end in the spreadsheets, the, you know, the payables, all all the stuff that I hated. Now, in my head, when people say things like math or knowing your numbers, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, I hated that, you know, I hated algebra and I hated, you know, geometry and, and then one day I looked and I went, hang on a minute. That's not what we're talking here. I'd made it into something way bigger than it was. And once I understood that knowing the numbers for me was more a competition of myself, of moving the numbers around, it completely changed. It's mm. I had given it this whole, you know, high school, university, math picture in my head where really it was just, Oh, so if I change that percentage to 20%, all of a sudden that number over there changes. Let's have a bit of a play with that. Yes. And all of a sudden, once I turned it into a game, then it was really fun. And I absolutely love knowing my numbers. Yeah. And I love the data of knowing numbers because it's a game to me. It's not hard work. Mm
0: -hmm. It's fun, isn't it? So fun. And it's so rewarding. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute, if I sell three more, what's going to happen? And now all of a sudden you got, you create a post that's like, you guys, we have three spots left and you're so jazzed and pumped. Everybody's like, yeah, let's go work with her. And it's not fake, Uh right? It's none of this made up pressure sales crap. You're freaking excited because you guys, we just figured this out. Oh my gosh, we can take on three more people. This is going to be so much fun. Now it's all about what you were saying earlier, it is all about sharing your expertise. Mm-hmm. Now you get you, all that stuffs out of the way, and you get to just show up and be awesome, and not point at things, right? And let people <laughs> know what you're doing uh-huh. and what you have that can help them. And now it's a party; it just becomes such a joy. And you know, when I tell people, I'm like, "Oh, I teach people how to make sales a joy." They're like, "Ha, right?" Right? And I'm like, "No, no, no! I really do. Like, there's nothing better than that feeling." And I always tell everybody, anytime somebody chooses to work with you, it is such a party. You celebrate the crap out of them like, oh, my God, they just did something amazing for themselves. Because I don't think anybody you and I would work with or who's listening to this podcast or watching would sell something that would hurt somebody. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming anything you sell would be amazing and enhance someone's life, right? Like, that's a freaking party. Exactly. Like, oh, my God, how amazing is that? Like, here you are. You've been given your talents, your experience, your expertise. You have done the work to package it up so someone else can take it and share it and use it and enhance their lives. Where's the not joy in that? Like, let's, why is this turned into something that is like, oh, I hate selling or I don't want to, oh my God, that is stuff that's been put on you by other people. That's not real.
1: Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yes. So much yes. If a business owner ever comes to me that says, I just lost my mojo, Mm. just go make a sale and then come back Mm -hmm. let's have that conversation again. So true. The biggest way to get your mojo back is to make a sale. 100%. I've never met anyone that says that that's not the case. Yep. Once we've created this plan, which is, you know, just reverse engineering what it is that we want, what does success mean to you? And then putting that plan together. Can we talk about how we can stay on track? Mm. Because, you know, we talked before, because human, because life gets in the way, How do we how do we stay on track? And you know, I'd love to hear your take on this. This is a personal belief. I don't believe that we can just like stay the same all the time. You know, we have these ups and downs, and we have times where we're super excited and lots of you know energy, and then there are other times where we actually need to take care of ourselves. Yeah, so not so
0: much. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking over here. I'm laughing because the answer to your question. You guys want to hear something funny? These are my goals. I don't know if you can see. I don't want to do too much, but it's handwritten on a piece of paper. Uh And you noticed it was right here on my desk. As soon as you started talking, I went to go look for it. How you stay on track, right? So you create your plan. Mm -hmm. You guys, please listen. I know. So you're going to be like, that's too simple. I swear to God, it'll change your life. I ended up losing those last 13 pounds. Haven't seen them since, right? Like I've done so much with this. The first, again, everybody has their numbers, right? First six-figure year half a million year, seven figure, right? All this. Okay. Mm -hmm. You write down the plan and you have to ask yourself a very, very important question. Why? Mm. Why? I mean, no joke, no holds barred. Why? What is this going to do for you? What is this going to provide for you? Why do you want this thing? What's going to happen after you get this thing? Right. And you read that every single day. I'm not kidding. Like, you want to stay on track, that's what you do is you've got to stay profoundly related to what's what the pleasure is that you're chasing. Mm. If you really want to go in deeper, you do page two, which is what will, how will you feel if you do not do this thing? Mm. What is your life going to look like if you do not do this thing? Because there are some people, I am more pleasure mm-hmm. oriented, like I'll chase pleasure before I'll run from pain. Most people are the opposite. Most people yes. will run from pain before they'll chase pleasure. guess i'm a heathen i don't know i'm totally kidding so but over here on this side so you've also got to outline for yourself and get really truthful about what's going to happen to your life if you continue either the way that you are or you choose to get up and watch netflix or stay busy in the dopamine chasing what is that really going to feel like Mm. and i swear to god if you take 30 seconds every day before you work and you read those two things you will stay on track Mm. Because you're going to be t- life is going to happen, right? The thing's going to happen. You're going to get sick before you go on a <laughs> podcast, right? Like things are going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, but my goal is to deliver value everywhere I go. So I'm drinking water. And I'm taking my dang lozenges, right? And mm-hmm. we show up and we do our work. And that isn't possible if I'm not attached to my bigger mission, mm-hmm. right? Instead, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't really feel like it right now. I'm going to go, do-. right and There are days, of course, that's necessary. If you're truly sick, like you got to go to bed. Absolutely. And when you can, you do. Mm -hmm. You show up and you deliver and you do what you're here to do because you're completely profoundly connected to the life you said you wanted. And you're also profoundly committed to not cause yourself that pain. Mm. So that is my honest to God answer. I know it's super simple and it is literally pen on paper. But it really, really works. And just to give you an example, if I may, mm, absolutely. This is a a personal goal. Uh huh. But I like to do three sets of goals. So I have personal development. I have things. I love things, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh my god, I love things too. <laughs> things and most people are like. I'm so scared. Clients get so scared to do that with me. And then they're like, and then they start and they get so excited. Uh Right. I'm like, dude, you need to stop writing. They're like, no. Right. So things, (laughs) and then there is finances, right? So those Uh are my three sections of goals. I really love to work with people on. And so I do it myself. I eat my own dog food, as I say. And one of my thing goals, so I'm going to divulge something personal. So I'm just going to do a little trigger claimer there, but I had written down, I wanted really, really beautiful clothes. Mm-hmm. And I was a little surprised by that. I was like, what? so it came time for me to write why. And in full disclosure, and I say this a lot to people, so it's not a surprise for people who follow me, but I was sexually abused as a child, mm-hmm. right? And it's a lot of work I've done. I'm okay. It's all right. I'm okay. But a lot of work that I've done. And I, you know what I wrote? It just blew my mind. And this is why it's so important to do this. I never in a million years would have connected that, right? Mm-hmm. I'm writing, and it was like, oh, my body was treated as an object for so long by other people. I want it to know how valuable it is, and I want it to oh. know how much I care. Wow! I was like, whoa! Right, and that's the power of taking the time in the moment to connect. Mm. Just all of a sudden, it wasn't about having expensive jeans or a beautiful blouse. It was a whole deeper, much more profound connection to myself. Mm to the way I show up in the world, to the way I treat my clients and customers and my children, right? It changed everything. And you guys, so it's a way to keep yourself on track, but I will tell you as someone who's always like, I always want you guys to be big, beautiful, wonderful humans who are out there doing incredible things. You will be so blown away by how deep you are, by how caring you are, by how loving you are, and how big your dreams are. If you take the time to get connected to these goals that might at first feel superficial, they're probably not. Mm. And I got to tell you, when you have that that wind at your back, you're going to make it happen.
1: <sighs> Absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing that story because we're connected to our goals by feelings. Mm. And I think that the, that when we don't hit our goals, it's because there's been a logical goal of you know we're doing this and it's usually come from you know what we've seen someone else do or mm-hmm. what someone else has told us and we haven't really got deep into why is this so important to me and understanding that feeling in our body because that's the motivator to move forward yes i'd love to finish up by just asking is there a time where you've done all of this work you've got all of your your plan on paper And you've understood all this, but maybe you haven't tapped into your goals every day and sort of got a a little bit off track and maybe, you know, lost your jazz for life or for achieving your goals.
0: Oh, my gosh. You're hitting all the things today, Samantha. But, um, (laughs) yes, in full disclosure again, 2022 has been the hardest year I've ever gone through. Mm. And for so many reasons, and all of it was – Nah, not all of it. Most of it was totally out of my control. Some of it mm-hmm. were personal decisions I I decided it was time to make. But on January 21st, I'll never forget, my daughter, something been wrong with my daughter for months, months and months and months. Like I just knew, I was like, I had mom, inside. I'm like, something is really wrong. Mm. And I had to fight doctors and they were like, yes, yeah, you know, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, it's fine. I'm like, it's not fine, right? January 21st, I get an emergency call at 5 a.m., after they finally run the tests I've been begging for and She's type one diabetes. Wow. And I have to tell you, I've been stressed in my life. Yeah. I have never been stressed out like that in my life. And here it is January at the beginning of a year, uh-huh. right? Where of course I've made all these plans. I've wanted to do all these things and my life had to stop. It just had to. Yeah. Right. So that's kind of an extreme example of you saying like, you're like, yeah. man, kind of can like things happen. Talk about life happening. Yeah. Right. You know, so I wrote to my clients. I'm like, listen, we've had a life altering diagnosis. Like all this stuff was happening. I was launching the sales mastermind, like all these things were happening. And I just, you know, I waited until my daughter said it was okay to share, of course. And then I opened the kimono and I said, here's the deal. And I think what we do in those moments, I'm just going to share is we keep coming back to why we do what we do. And that might sound really weird for me to say when my daughter gets a life altering diagnosis. Mm-hmm. But I ended up the spur of a moment, it was, you know, 3 a.m. I had to give her another insulin shot. I mean, I'm like, what the hell just happened to my? I mean, everything had to change. Yeah. Never been this stressed out. Life or death. I am drinking from a fire hose, trying to figure out all this information coming at me. So I sat down at 4 a.m. and I wrote this email. And I shared what was happening. And I said, this might sound crazy. This was all from the heart and all spontaneous. Is, I know this isn't my normal, hey, I love sales email. I'm going to say something right now that I mean more than I've ever met in my life. Oh my God, I love sales. (laughs) And I went through everything I was able to provide for my daughter Mm. during this time because I'd mastered the skill of sales. Mm. And it was, she needed an entire new wardrobe. I mean, she gained 18 pounds in two weeks. She grew three inches. Like her body had been starving. Mm -hmm. Everything changed, right? The insulin here in the United States, because we're crazy, not cheap. Mm -hmm. All the doctor's appointments, all the pharmacy, all the training, all the days off I needed to take, Mm -hmm. you know, all of that was handled because I learned how to do this. And It was the most heartfelt email I'd ever sent. I had no intention of sending it. It just kind of came out. Mm -hmm. And the reason I was able to do that is because I'm profoundly connected to my why, Mm. which is going back to the very beginning, Samantha, we were talking about all the things I saw my mom go through. Mm. And I don't want any woman to go through those things. And I had a moment myself where I was like, oh my God, I've protected me from having to go through what my mom went through. Mm. And now I want to protect anyone who's interested in learning how to do this to do the same. Mm. And when I say, you know, learning how to sell isn't necessarily about shoes and bags and jewelry, it's about life and it's about living life to the fullest and being able to provide. So I would not have been able to make that connection between life happening at that level, at that pace and my business goals and my personal goals, the reasons I started this business, I would not have been able to make that connection if I hadn't taken the time to get profoundly related to my whys. Mm. You know, and I mean, I don't do this because I'm bored. God knows. I mean, I could go work (laughs) at Starbucks or what the heck. You know what Uh I mean? Like, uh come on.
1: Yeah, yeah. There is easier ways to do this thing, right?
0: (laughs) I do this because this is what I'm here to do. I mean, come on. Yeah. I do this because this is what I'm here to do.
1: Yeah.
0: And I'm very clear that I'm here to make sure there's more money in the hands of more women. So when stuff like this happens, we're not running around going, oh my God, what am I going to do? We go, I got that. Mm. I got that because I've been preparing for this forever, not necessarily for something bad to happen, but I've been preparing for life to happen, Mm -hmm. positive or negative, and me be able to stand here and do what I need to do to make it work. Mm. So that was kind of a long answer to your short question again, but that's the truth. Yeah.
1: And- you have just delivered so many value bombs in this episode and you know you said a few times you know it's simple and you've kind of downplayed that but business is simple yes it's not easy but it is simple and when you break it down and just see it in its entirety in all the pieces and understand how they work together it makes it so much easier and then you can clear the deck and get rid of all of the other stuff that is thrown at us, you know, millions of pieces of information a day. Once you understand that most of it is not needed, you can just clear the deck and just get on with what you're meant to do. Yes. You and I have got a very similar philosophy. We are here to do big things. We're here to share our genius with the world. We're here to help people. And when we break it down this way and exactly everything you've shared with us, we can do that. And that's at the end of the day, the most important piece.
0: Absolutely. So
1: Sarah, for people that have been listening to this and want to stay connected with you, how do they do that?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a couple of ways. I'm over on YouTube, which I love doing. We have a a show there called Sarah Uncut, Mm -hmm. where I try to give you quick, we're talking five minute quick hits. It's usually just shot here in my office. I turn on my phone, heaven help us all. (laughs) So much fun. And for those of you really looking at money and wanting to understand this, I do have a a free calculator. Is it okay if I share that, Samantha? Of course. Okay, awesome. So you guys can head over to sarahwalton.com slash freedom. And there you have my freedom calculator, right? Which just talks about the moment I just had with my daughter that I just shared about, right? Is like, how much money do you need to make in your business in order to feel free? Mm -hmm. So like we've been talking about, so many people are like, but how much am I supposed to make? How much do I actually need to make? Don't listen to anybody else, right? come grab the freedom calculator, do the math. And then on the back end of that, I have a whole bunch of ideas and ways that you can start to move towards them.
1: Mm, Love that so much. And we'll pop those links, of course, over in the show notes at influencedbydesignpodcast.com. Sarah, thank you so much for this chat today. It's been so amazing. I've loved every minute of it and I hope you feel better soon.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) Thanks for putting up with my coughs, you guys. I'm so sorry.